Hello, hello. Welcome back to Let's Talk Nudie. My name is Daniela Coy, your podcast host. This week's episode's guest is actually the co-founder of Nudie, Sofia Toro. I have been wanting to get her on the podcast and I finally was able to convince her for the perfect time for her to be interviewed. And I'm just really excited because I know she has such an amazing, amazing, inspiring story that I truly believe we all go through very similar things like what she went through. I wanted her to share her story because it really truly inspires me and I know it's going to inspire a lot of people out there. So I really hope you guys enjoy. Let me know what you think. From your opinion as to, you know, nudie, what do you think nudie is? Well, so I think we should get into sort of how nudie started because I think nudie nudie is something now that it wasn't at the beginning. Yeah, I think our intentions were completely different. Yes. So Danis and I, we met about, well, it's been like 20 years. 20 years. <laughs> How old are we? <laughs> I'm, I'm 27 when this uh, podcast has been recorded. <laughs> so it's been a very, very long time. And I think we even have a date. I think we, we met on a, like a July 20th or something um, of like. Really? Yeah. I don't remember exactly when we met. It but I remember. Maybe 2005 or 2006. Oh, my God. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Wow. I remember that. But it's crazy because we were we were really good friends, but I remember when we would hang out with other people, they'd be annoyed of us. Yes. Because we were, we were really intense. <laughs> we were always cracking up. We were always, like, joking around. People are like, these girls have so much energy. <laughs> Actually, very interesting story of how Danny's and I met. Like, Danny, I had just moved from Palm Bay, Florida, a small town on the coast, on the eastern coast of Florida, and... It was completely new for me to arrive in Weston, have no friends, and Danny's was always so outgoing, and we quickly became best friends, and it was interesting because she has a sister named Laura, I have a sister named Laura, and they also became best friends. My mom became friends with her mom, and it was just like very compatible between all of us. So... Laura and Laura, Danis and Sofia, and also, and Sofia. <laughs> well, my first name is actually Cristel, but I, and I went by that name for a long time. And then after graduating high school, I c completely changed my name to my middle name, Sofia. And that all has uh, a meaning behind it. So when we were in high school, we had, we were, you know, we had a lot of fun and no actually that's not how the story went with your name no the story between us mm -hmm. started in in middle school so it was sixth grade and then when we went to cyprus high school like mid cyprus like i think it was maybe um sophomore junior year that's kind of like we started drifting apart And we had, like, our own friends. Danis was always a year older than me, so I had my friends in my grade. And then Danis has her friends. But we all we all were friends, but we did start drifting apart to maybe senior year where we kind of completely stopped talking. Yeah. Right? To the point that we, we weren't talking at all. And I remember graduating, and I moved to FSU, 
and I don't think we ever talked. Maybe we ran into each other at parties in FSU. Yeah. But we we didn't have the same friendship that we had in mm-hmm. middle school. I, I mean, deep down, Danny has, has always had a special place in my heart. Like, <laughs> But let me just say, we drifted apart because we got into a very, like, high school whatever fight. And from there, I think it triggered us drifting. But it wasn't a natural drift. I think it was like... We were just hurt, and then we kind of just went our ways, and naturally, we started hanging out with different people, and it just mm-hmm. kind of went that way, and it got to a point that we just barely talked, and you, you went and did your own thing, and the thing about Sophia is that she travels a lot, and she loves to just, you know, go somewhere and disappear for a while, and then come back, and then, and it's amazing. I love that so much about you, but obviously, when having me in FSU and you all around the world is just so hard to keep up and so we separated for a while and then we recently reconnected I think it was exactly a year ago yes it was right now we're what is like almost December I think we reconnected literally like November of last year totally so Danny's one okay when we started drifting apart, it was meant to be. Like, we both needed to so grow too. separately. We both have to experience our own lives. Um, but it was all meant, like, it was meant to happen because at the end of the day, we were supposed to reconnect in a completely different mind space, right? So when we met again, it was more like, it was just like, okay, like, it's time to rekindle our relationship. <laughs> but I didn't think about it like that. It was more like, let's have lunch. Yeah. You know, I remember I was like, oh, I'm near where you work. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm going to be here for a couple hours. Like, do you want to get lunch? And I remember we got lunch and we just like had a lot of fun. And we're like, let's go to dinner. And it kind of like yeah. started being like that. I had no intention at all. To really, like, mm-hmm. like oh, my God, like, let's be, like, best friends again or something. <laughs> no. You know? It was never like that. It was more like, I love her energy. Like, I love where she's at. I love her story. And, like, I want to hear more about it. So that happened. And that we just went to lunch. And we just started connecting more and more. And I thought about this a lot. Because I, I really do believe people change. But... Also, you never really change. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. That's interesting. Because I think your essence is always there and it comes out naturally in different ways. But you become a better person or like you make better decisions or whatever it is. But you're always this, you, you always have like this general like same kind of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought about this a lot because when we started doing a lot of nudie things together and you were coming over, and we were doing all these things, I felt like 10 years, those 10 years of us not talking did not happen. Like, I just felt so normal. Like, I remember I invited you to a barbecue with my family, and you came, and and my family was just like, yeah, so, like, you know, I don't know. It was, like, so natural. It was very familial, like, especially since Danny's family has always been like a second family like even even if i don't talk to them like i feel super comfortable around them yeah they've seen me grow up since like a little girl they know my parents they know my story like they know so much they know our sins (laughs) (laughs) hiding like vodka bottles under the bed (laughs) 
<laughs> like the chismes <laughs> between parents like yeah so that's why i started thinking about this a lot because i do think people change and become you know better people or you know for the better or whatever but i think your essence sometimes i it, it doesn't change i can say the same especially about you because danis has always been such a positive like i said outgoing person and during the time that i had just got into middle school i always felt like someone was in the background supporting me cheering me on like wanting the best for me even then when you kind of like you're kind of lost in the world mm -hmm. um but i always felt that from you and i've always appreciated that love that i love that mm -hmm. okay so let's go back to nudie so then we <laughs> started nudie okay so nudie part of that conversation when we rekindled about a year ago um danny's was in a mentality of e-commerce so i not necessarily have experience with e-commerce but as a real estate agent i did work with a lot of marketing um and i somehow i have a lot of business experience <laughs> somehow you do somehow. have a lot of business Actually, experience. Yeah, I do. <laughs> um and, and you're really good at it yeah very so, good so i think we should get into my story because i think this is okay we'll work into nudie so a few years ago i was working as a saleswoman at an infinity dealership um and it was a unique position i worked with only men and i had to kind of prove myself because i you know i was hired without any experience and for me It was very intimidating because obviously no one was rooting for me inside of this dealership. And I also felt the responsibility that I have to pay my bills, but also I had to prove myself to myself, not to anyone else, but to prove that I can do it. Um, I quickly, you know, sold a lot of cars and <laughs> became like one of the top salespersons. And after a few months, I was promoted to become a manager at Jaguar Land Rover in Boston. So I had to, from one day to another, decide, to, do I want to take this promotion? Do I want to move? And, and you were living here And I South was Florida. living here in Miami. And one day to another, I had to say yes or no. Wow. I did not have a week. I had a day. Why? Oh, my God. <laughs> That sounds like a movie. It was crazy. Um, and I decided, yes, I'm leaving. Bye. <laughs> so <clears throat> the next day, I started packing my things. And I just knew that the flow wanted me to kind of live that. Like, I'm like, this is an opportunity that I would never have again in my life. I had already made it so far here. And I knew that, you know, becoming a manager here was very probable. But... This was an opportunity to go to a different state, yeah. experience like a completely different life. And so I moved over there. And as a manager, um, I, like it was really hard for me. There was a lot of people older than me with a lot more experience. Um, it was a more established dealership. So, you know, people are comfortable in their roles. And I was an outsider. So I had to adapt. Um, I had to adapt to the weather, had to adapt to my new house. I had to adapt to, to the commute. You know, I didn't really have friends over there that I... I and you, you were know. a manager, like you were managing people. Yeah. Wow, that's um, hard. And being in the, in the car dealership world is very difficult. It requires a lot of time. 
you don't have time for yourself. You only have time to work. I had four days off in a in a month, and it was wow. it started taking a toll on me. Right. So how did it take a toll on me? It made me feel like I didn't have a life. It made me feel very I didn't have a life. Um, I also didn't have friends. I was facing the weather conditions, blizzards. Um, <laughs> oh my God, especially from South Florida. Yeah, I had to go outside and like undig my car um, from the snow. And then also I'm, a, I'm from Florida. Like I've, I wasn't made for this. So I started realizing that I was getting depressed. So I went to the doctor and I told her, I'm like, hey, like I, I don't feel myself. Like I'm, I can't sleep. I'm, I'm, my depression is really getting to me. And in this depression, I had sleep apnea. I could not sleep for days. I would I would feel like I couldn't breathe before I went to sleep. I would have panic attacks. And I realized that I had SAD, which is Seasonal Affective Disorder. Mm. So because the sun sets sooner, you your body is not made for this. Like Your body kind of like needs the sun, needs to be outside. But I was in a dealership in the dark in you know all the time so i like in in boston um i gained a lot of weight i drank a lot um a lot of wine (laughs) (laughs) really just trying to kind of like have the time pass and then did you have do you do sorry did you have an end goal did you have let's say like oh i want to be here for a year or what what were you thinking like what were your intentions at that moment okay for a year yeah, I wanted to be there for a year, for sure. Okay. For me, like, it was like, oh, I'm going to be here for a year and then go back. But it, w- it was weird. <clears throat> it was so weird. I wasn't clear. I was just g- really going with the flow. Like, mm-hmm. I knew it was there for a year, but I also wasn't, like, sure how I was going to make it work. It was such a lonely experience. I had my family here. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had a day off, I would literally fly to Miami overnight like at night right have the day off and then come back the next night wow and i had dropped out of school because i you know i first of all i wasn't sure what i wanted to do in school like to complete but also i was making enough money to that it didn't make sense for me to go to school okay yeah so after working a few months i realized that i wasn't in the place i was meant to be and that really if i wanted to really succeed in life I needed to become a professional and expert in what I know. So um, as I worked in the dealership, I got to see a lot of finance applications and credit applications from real estate developers, real estate investors, real estate agents, real estate, anything. A very cool experience because I thought that, you know, all of these people that can afford Land Rovers and Jaguars and um, Rolls Royce, like they all have this in common, right? No way. So it was always real estate. Yeah. And so when when I came back to Miami, and that was a, a big decision and also an overnight decision because I was very convinced that, that Boston wasn't for me. When I went back to school, I knew I wanted to be a professional real estate. I didn't want to just be a real estate agent, although that was the first thing I did when I came back. Mm-hmm. I did my bachelor's in in real estate and international real estate. And then I also jumped in to my master's right away. I'm sorry, did you say international real estate? International real estate. How does that work? 
well real estate is international um so you can you can do real estate in another country like do you need some like another real estate agent from that country like how okay. does that work um real estate agents are you know licensed in each state uh-huh international real estate is not just being a real estate agent right mm -hmm. it's about analysis investments that's really um, cool that's cool yeah it has so many like factors like you could become a property manager an asset manager an asset analyst credit analyst banker it's a lot more than just selling homes like selling sunset okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> figuring that out which was like finally i know what i want to do i was very committed and and you know coming back realizing that i did have like a strong depression from living in boston I realized that I, I needed to change. Like, I, I always knew that I, I wasn't going to be the same person as I was in Boston back here in Miami. Mm -hmm. I definitely always have had a mindset of growth and very determined. Um, always, I remember. Ever yeah. since little. And that, that came a lot from, like, how I was raised. I, I, you know, I became independent from my family since very young. And I had to kind of do everything by myself, right. for myself, because mm -hmm. I was the only person um, that that kind of took care of me. Mm -hmm. So when I when I went back to to school, um, it was a big move. I had to gain a lot of weight in Boston, and I kind of could tell, like you can see in my my skin, in my in just like my my aura or my energy, I wasn't happy. But but I always knew deep down. Mm -hmm. that it, this wasn't going to be forever. And if it was going to be forever, it, I would rather die. <laughs> I love that mentality because I think when people get depressed, they forget that there is another chapter, that this is just a chapter. Mm -hmm. And this is not the end. This is not forever. It is what you make it. Yeah. You decide where you want to go and how you want to go about it. Yes, mm -hmm. you recognize where you're at now, but recognizing that what you said it's like this wasn't the end for mm -hmm. me that's amazing that's an amazing mentality to have because you're always going to strive for whatever it is that it makes you happy exactly and sometimes i think you do get depressed maybe because you're lost and you don't know where you're supposed to be and that is scary but if you don't give up on yourself and you keep trying to find the reason for your life or give reason to your life because it really is what you make it you can grow so much from there now um i was a real estate agent i love being a real estate agent i love sales it was a, a very powerful role um because i did come from like a sales background mm -hmm. and also business background and then also getting education in real estate business anything that has to do with you know doing analysis I did a lot of internships. I really was like looking for mentors on like how am I going to be successful, mm -hmm. and I think overall I was just very I was searching like I, I felt very like had to search anywhere to figure out what I want and how I was gonna do it. Um, throughout this journey, COVID happened. Towards you know my my masters, it was it was a time where I decided that I was gonna take control. So I started working out every single day. Um, I dove into reading. I read everything possible about every subject. 
<laughs> I read business books, marketing books, um, real estate books, art books. I read history. I, I just started reading a lot because I wanted to kind of figure out a path, even though at that moment you could re- barely leave your house. Right, yeah. <laughs> but I knew it wasn't going to be forever, and I, eventually I would have to you know, figure out what I was going to do next. Were you taking classes online at that time? Online, on YouTube. I did everything. No, like in your master's. Like, were you taking ma- yes. your, your credits? Oh, okay, okay. Yes. And, I mean, I would say school was very helpful. Um, I'm just curious about this. So, you you got a master's in real estate. What was your favorite class? Wow. There's this class. Um, it was called Happiness at Work. Okay. That was the name of the class. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Happiness at work was game changing because it was kind of it was it was very personal about like your life and how you associate it with work because I didn't want work to ever be stressful again after living that whole experience in right, Boston. Yeah. I realized that I don't want this my whole life. Like I want to be happy wherever I end up mm-hmm. and and be very intentional about that. Um, so the healing journey in, during school, um, it was very fun because it was like, I, you know, I was definitely pushing myself. Like I woke up every single day, like around nine or 10 and I did exercise. I started making more like home foods. I also, you know, reading about self-development, all of those things, had me growing before I had you know I would sleep in a lot I would eat things that weren't nourishing my body I like my skin was terrible like you could just tell from just like physically like how unhappy I was and then during that transformation period it was like I started to enjoy my life more as I discovered that whatever change that I wanted in my life is coming from me deciding that I wanted something better for me so the reason that I would, would start waking up earlier, the reason why I made different food choices, the reason why I started practicing things that I was reading came from that. I started learning, like, yes, um, if I want to be successful, if I want to be happy, if I want to enjoy my life, I have to choose that for myself. And how does that look for myself? Like, does it look like it's looking now? No. It's looking like it's going to be. And then I became who I am. Right. Wow. And through your actions, I think through your discipline of working out, eating healthy, mm-hmm. I feel like that is a lot of um, a sign of love for yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful. You were able to find that. Yeah. I think it's also the discipline part for me. I realized that once I started getting into the group of things of like, OK, I'm eating healthy, I'm starting to see results in all of the parts of my life, like spiritually, emotionally, financially, like I started getting better. Mm-hmm. I started recognizing my discipline and my self-love, which I, I lacked. Um, I lacked it because I didn't realize how cool I was. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah, like once I started appreciating and looking back and looking at, at the things that I was overcoming, the things that I've overcome in my life, I started really appreciating myself for who I was like and and I stopped even you know I wasn't the prettiest I wasn't the skinniest I wasn't the whatever like but I I think I was the happiest at that moment like I I realized that that's something that you could have everything but the happiness inside you and that peace that you feel inside 
that really comes from you and like that piece of being who you are at the beginning it, it was like I didn't have a direction of like how I was going to um, heal all of the the stuff from Boston but it, then it started kind of like aligning more and more and more and it mm-hmm. has more of a clear direction before I would wake up whenever now I'm more mindful about like okay I'm gonna wake up very early um, so I have time for myself and um, I'm gonna have you know this type of breakfast like I have more of a routine which has helped me so much now I after my graduation I was very lucky I found a job that aligned with me I work as a commercial real estate analyst. Um, I work for a company where we manage commercial, office space, retail, hospitality, and many multi-residential um, buildings. In this position, I'm, I'm very excited about because it gives me a place where I can kind of take control and, and work with a company that has amazing values. And it's very inspiring because, um, you know, the people that work around me are very in sync. Everyone is very supportive. All are kind of working on the same page. Like, we're all mm-hmm. looking to, to grow the company. I think that it's been completely a change, um, you know, from working in real estate as a real estate agent, also working at the dealership, and then now working into something that aligns with what I've been wanting, it it all makes sense. Like, it all has come together. Wow. So, I just have two questions for you. Dale. <laughs> One, when you were in that moment, you said, uh, you know, um, in school, and you were working on your habits and your routine, you were talking about how you were also reading a lot of self-development books. What is one book that you would say that really kind of helped you, you know, get into that lifestyle? Definitely the 5 a.m. club. (laughs) It's called 5 a.m. club? Yes, by Robin Sharma. Um, I love that book. I think it it really kind of sets the tone. Um, I remember that my cousin had spent some time at my house and she would read this book and she didn't wake up at 5 a.m. She woke up at 6 a.m. And I would always make fun of her because I told her that she was never going to be part of the club. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it was kind of annoying because she would wake me up. <laughs> <laughs> when I read this book, I decided, I'm like, I'm going to be part of the 5 a.m. club so I can tell my cousin that she's not part of the club. Yeah. So, and also, it's it just to keep the, the flow of what the book's is about you know what i mean like if the book is about the 5 a.m club about waking up early let me do it while i read the book yeah you know just to stay on theme (laughs) (laughs) um honestly 6 a.m and 5 a.m are very different times like i know it sounds like it's just (laughs) an hour difference Mm -hmm. but waking up at five is completely a different world than waking up at 6 a.m yeah i've tried o'clock just ended now it's five (laughs) it honestly it it, I've tried 5 a.m. and it hasn't. I haven't been able to put it into my life. Like I've done 6 a.m. and I have been trying to do get back into my 6 a.m. I used to do a lot of 6 a.m. but now I'm getting back into my routine of 6 a.m. just because now I'm working later, so it's like harder. But 5 a.m. Oh my god, I have tried that and it just to me it's like completely different world. I know. Um, so but I love that. I mean, this is incredible. I love that you do this. Honestly, 
it, like, like I said, it started off as a joke, and then I realized, and the book explains to you how to do it, so I, I think that was helpful, because it's like, you could just sleep through your alarm clock, but it's that discipline, and honestly, that self-love and self-respect and integrity with yourself that that makes you get up at five in wow, the morning. Wow, that's beautiful. Because I can tell you, I look at the clock, and I'm like, I could just cuddle. <laughs> wow. But you know, next... I- you know, next time when I am snoozing, I'm going to think about this. Yeah. I'll be like, integrity. <laughs> <laughs> integrity. And so waking up at that time is incredible. I, I think that I make so much time for myself. At the beginning when I, when I was really following the book to a T, um, I had a whole lineup of to-dos. So, for example, I would wake up right away, get into my gym clothes, work out. My, my trainer, he was a virtual trainer. Um, so basically he just logged in at 5 a.m. and we mm-hmm. would both, you know, he would lead me into my training. Mm-hmm. And then after, I would meditate for 10 minutes. Um, I would set intention. Then I would make breakfast. And then I will kind of, you know, start my day. And I think that slowly like it was very strict before um i would have everything like to a time slot like my alarm Mm -hmm. would ring throughout the morning like 10 times because it would be like change of task because i was very very organized in that way um and slowly like i've been kind of making it's become more natural so i don't set alarms i wake up put my gym clothes on um go to the gym come back home um have breakfast like i start making breakfast take a shower start making my lunch for work and then i get ready and just do everything a lot more mindfully i think that meditating in the morning or listening to a podcast listening to affirmations like i always set that up in my house so i set the tone for the day and i think like setting a theme like what type of energy you want to give to the day that's been super helpful for me um, and just maintaining peace, like inner peace and and just like honoring everything that I've gone through. Right. And, and being present to what my reality is now. Let me ask you my second question. Go ahead. So being in that state of um, a place where you are, I don't know where I'm going, but I know I'm going somewhere and I, and I think I am aligning, whatever it is, I, it's not clear to me yet. But I, I know it's getting somewhere. I think a lot of people give up in that place because mm-hmm. you do get a lot of, ma- I, you know, people get a lot of uh, motivations and um, they get inspired by different things. And that's amazing. I think that's like a starting point. Mm-hmm. And also the self-love of like deciding, no, I want better for myself. But it's hard to trust the process and it's hard to, you know, stay in con- staying consistent and not seeing where you're going with it Mm -hmm. so you kind of give up i feel like a lot of people are in that place Mm -hmm. a lot all Mm -hmm. the time like they don't really you know and and i've seen myself in that place a lot what would you say to those people that like what would you recommend for them to keep on going 100 percent. i think it comes from how how you love yourself and I know it's a very different type of response to this question because normally I would tell you, oh, like, have goals, like, write them down. Like, I think it's more about how do you want to feel? Like, 
maybe what difference do you want to make? How can you be a person that, that inspires other people? I have a note here that I wrote last night, and it says, uh, be the person you would most admire in order to be a leader for yourself. I think that's the direction that I would take it personally. You know, how would I, I most admire myself? Like, mm-hmm. do I want to be recognized as someone, I don't know, that, that, is, that doesn't inspire anyone, that is sad? I don't want to be that person. I want to be someone that brings the best out in people around me that inspires people that that kind of that support especially i'm i'm a completely like a follower of like women empowerment so i think like the women around me is very important for me to to support that and support like the growth of people like the development i'm kind of like an indian well i'm actually i am an indian (laughs) um and i'm very like obsessed with like that part of my history and my culture because I think that is very natural so when you tell me what is my drive I think it's more like how can I continue my legacy and make the women behind me proud so the women behind me being the the women like my grandma my great-grandma that I don't know uh, my mom even especially my mom actually the person that I, you know, had a rough relationship with her when I was young. And then now it's like we, I could be resentful or I could create, you know, a life that she would have wanted for herself. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a life that she didn't know was possible. I think that's that's beautiful because you start understanding that you are responsible for your life. Right. From a deeper sense. Like, you're responsible for how far your, like, the, your generations behind you have gotten to, mm-hmm. right? Do you think that the women behind you would be proud? Like, what, what, how would, how would, if they were looking at you from, from above, like, how would they be proud of you? Um, seeing all the opportunities we have in this life, mm-hmm. right? I think that that's where I come from, like, when I decide, like, uh, what is my direction? My direction is to be be the best leader for myself, um, not for anyone else. Like, what, what makes me proud to be me? I think part of that is just, like, letting go of the ego, right? The ego is the hardest thing <laughs> to let go of. Sometimes it, it sneaks back up at you. But overall, I think that it once you're aware of it, it becomes easier to surrender to it and allow it to be, but not to follow. I'm so, so proud of you. You've come so far from everything. I remember you told me about this whole Boston area, I mean area, era mm-hmm. that you were in. And it's just so interesting to be able to come out of a dark place yourself, mm-hmm. you know, because you have, you can have like a lot of people around you supporting you and all that stuff, but you're over there and you made a decision to leave everything you knew. You didn't know what you were doing and you're like, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back home and I'm going to I'm going to figure it out. Like I will figure it out one step at a time, one day at a time. And having that patience is beautiful mm-hmm. because it is self-love. And your answer about self-love was 
it, it, it's perfect because it is that it is literally about having that self-love and recogni recognition for yourself and for what you want what you know you, you you deserve and and it's not just about victimizing and being like why is this happening to me right i and we all fall into that trap of being like why is this happening to me and being instead of being like I'm going to take it one step at a time and I'm going to work every single day for how I want my life to be like, yeah. not just, you know, what it is right now. Oh, no, it's like, okay, let's take it to where you want to go. What can you do to make it that way? And if you don't know what it is, just keep doing whatever you think you're doing and whatever, because that's going to lead you to mm -hmm. what you want. And when you were in Boston, you were like reading all these um Uh, finance applications and all that stuff you had no idea what was coming your way and something was giving you a spark inside inspiring you and you were like wait let me let me see what what can happen and now you're like this real estate tycoon <laughs> and it's incredible like that's so amazing i think you know during that time it was like there was obviously a lot of unknowns But mm -hmm. there, the biggest known was, like, I knew that I was always going to find a place of peace um, and that I just had to trust. Sometimes if you don't know your, the direction you're going to, like, you're, the direction you're following, you need to just trust yourself and listen to yourself because I, you know, going to Boston, it wasn't, it was a, it's a one-day decision, right? Mm -hmm. And... At the end of the day, it could have, I mean, it, it, let's say it didn't go the best, <laughs> but it had to happen. Yeah, 100%. You needed to go to that place to be able to recognize that, no, I don't accept this for my life. Mm -hmm. I don't. I want better. And sometimes you have to get to that place. Mm -hmm. And so here's another quote. The self cannot be healed and whole without looking at the shadow. This is by um, Dr. David R. Hawkins from the book Letting Go. I think this is very interesting because you have to work in that darkness inside of you to come back to the light. Because if you don't work, if the lights are not off, you won't recognize the light at the end. So like, why, why does the sun shine? It shines because there's darkness. It overcomes that every single day. <laughs> There was a point in my life where I was living in a very cold place too. I went there to take a gap year before law school and I hated it. <laughs> like, not hated it. I think I had a beautiful experience, but I left early. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to be there for like a couple of months and I left like a month before. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm... I don't know what it is. I'm just, like, not happy. I remember that I went back home, and I I went into a dark mentality. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what was happening. I lacked a self-love. I was definitely trying to validate my self-love, mm -hmm. you know, externally. And clearly, that doesn't work out. Like, I was trying to avoid where I was, basically. And I was just trying to party it up, you know, drinking and and being with my friends and things that i do love to do but i was avoiding i was kind of neglecting my dark side i was neglecting my word. emotions yes and i just didn't want to face them because i was so scared i was scared 
I didn't know what I was feeling, and it was very foreign to me because I'm a very positive person. I, I, I lived my life very positively, and I've always felt good. And the moment I felt bad, like really bad about myself, mm-hmm. that was something I didn't recognize until months later. And I was like, what am I doing? And I felt so like dark. I got into a very, very, very dark place in a way that I don't know. I don't know if you listened, but with Brooke, that was we talked about it in that in that episode where she was like, I felt your yeah. energy. And she was the one it literally was like she was the one that put it in my face. And she's like, you need to face your darkness. Shit. Daniela. <laughs> I think this goes out to everyone. Stop neglecting it. Like, that oh, my saying. God. Yeah. Stop neglecting it and face it. Face it, but with so much love and compassion for yourself. Like, think about a roller coaster. It goes down sometimes, but then it goes up. And I think that that for me was game changing because then I started realizing in healing, wow, there's a lot of times that I went back to the hole, you know. But I always knew that I was gonna, I was gonna get right back up. And that was life changing for me because it happens sometimes. Sometimes they're not you know there's no motivation but you find it within you and find you really kind of connect with that part of you who you really are Mm -hmm. to kind of bring you back and impulse you back into into happiness and into your full expression wow yeah okay so let's talk about nudie Okay, finally. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because we wanted to start with nudie, but, but we just, you know, it just worked out this way. <laughs> okay, so nudie is a celebration of all of this stuff that we just discussed. <laughs> it really is because I think it, it came at that time, you know? I think Danny's and I, we both are in, in the same page where it comes to we want to celebrate people expressing themselves and being authentic and having a community and a platform where everyone is excited to be themselves and and not hold back so nudie has a podcast nudie has a website nudie has an instagram we do have some products and i think everything that we're building is coming from a place of an unknown but with a certainty certainty that it has a inspiration for other people and other women that need guidance and need a place to start in their in their healing it really is that it's really the celebration of the rawness of a human being's life because a life is not perfect ever we are gonna go through darkness we are gonna go through obstacles and things that you might think that you might not be able to recover from all of that but being able to accept your life and accept the reality that you're in and your emotions and facing it and being able to express it with people around you, it's so essential for human beings that I think there is a lack of different, I, I don't want to say platforms, but there's a lack of communication between human beings because we are all going through very similar experiences in different ways. Mm-hmm. And we take in emotions differently, but very similar as well. This is just a way for people to connect with others and be able to express that. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I love I love what we created. And, I, and we did not intend to have created something so amazing like this, where we just are loving doing the work and loving and loving it and loving it. And 
I remember we started off what we wanted to do. We, it was e-commerce. We, I, I was really into e-commerce and we, I was like talking to Sophia about it. And what initially what we wanted to do is start like a, a clothing line of work from home, mm-hmm. you know, a workwear basically. So we wanted to do that and, and we're like, okay, let's start. And the more we did, we Nudies. had our meetings. Yeah. We, we didn't even have a name yet though. Nudie was like, uh, like way after. And we just kept seeing what we wanted to do. We kept having meetings and just like really talking, talking, talking. And then I remember one day we were like, whatever we're doing, we got to make it us. We got to yes. make it so transparent that it's like you can see it, that it's our personality and what we are striving for here. Like, what are we really doing? You know, so that's when we started kind of building some kind of community and a mixture of e-commerce and all that stuff. And we definitely wanted to do something that was raw. We wanted to do something authentic and something that was more like an expression of self-love, of creativity, of empowerment, of all of that together and somehow naturally everything started happening in a way where now it is it is what it is and we'll see where it goes um right now we're having so much fun with it and i'm just so excited and i love 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 the fact that i'm doing it with you i'm extremely grateful and as Annie's was saying nudie has been something that has just unfolded naturally um and i think that you know, the way that we've done it together. It's been a lot of growth. You know, building a company is not easy, but when you have the right team, you can definitely take it to to places that you would never um, expect. Yes, yes. Okay, so (laughs) one last question for you. (laughs) Why did you change your name? So, uh, and I can't believe we didn't get into that earlier. I never identified with my first name, Christelle. Um, I identified as Sofia. I think it's uh, more Colombian, and I'm very Colombian. Also, I decided that if I have the power to choose how I want to live my life, I can also have the power to choose of what I want to be called and what I identify the most with. Just like people identify with other names and, you know, different, like, nicknames and stuff, I chose my middle name. Wow, I love that's that. That's why my middle name is my middle name is now my first name. <laughs> I love how you're just saying, "I'm gonna change my name." That's it. But it, but I mean, it is my name. <laughs> yeah, it is your name, actually. Yeah, yeah. it's so funny because I I've always called you Crystal all of yeah. my life, and then obviously reconnecting again, it's been a rough transition for me. Oh my God. <laughs> now I have you on my phone as Crystal Sophia or Sophia. I'm like, <laughs> get it together, but. Is there anything else that you would like to say before yes. I close out? Um, in reference to my life-changing book, The 5 a.m. Club by Robin Sharma, change is hard at first, messy in the middle, and gorgeous at the end. That's beautiful. You wake up, it's hard. You're messy because you get sweaty when you go to the gym. And then it's gorgeous at the end because you take a shower and you look hot. <laughs> 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 I love it. <laughs> you take this, take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> you always come up with the best slogans. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, thank you so much for being here today. <laughs> and uh, yeah, 
I love nudie. Follow nudie. I love nudie. At nudie brand official. <laughs>